Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Dallas Montague. As many of you know, I am a missionary here in Brazil, and I've been living in Brazil for almost two years, July will be two years living here in Brazil, and so many amazing things have happened. I've seen so many testimonies. I've preached in 50 or 60 or even more churches. It's been incredible. We've started a missions team here in our local church in Jucachiba this week. We just moved to a new city, and we just started a missions team, and we're super excited about what God is going to do in this city. And I've also mentioned it in other podcasts, maybe. Actually, in the 100th episode with Pastor Chris Busher, him and I discussed why I'm in this city and what we're doing. And we are working with this church to combat the fortune tellers and the witchcraft people in this city. And if you don't know anything about this area in Brazil, we are known for fortune tellers, more than Christianity actually. And it's so crazy, but we're right here in the middle of it. And during the night, we can hear them worshiping and they're playing their drums and doing their things and they're dancing and whatnot. We can hear it in our house, in our own house. And so I just wanted to share with you guys a little message that I preached at a church yesterday about fear. And did you know that do not fear is the most common command here in scripture? Almost 300 times the words do not fear. And of course, in other variations, fear not. There's nothing to fear. All those different variations of that do not fear. And so God knew what our biggest weakness would be and also what the greatest tactic of the enemy would be against us. Fear stops us from so many wonderful things, and it it stops us from who we're called to be and, and where God is calling us to go, and it stops us from being that courageous person of God or that child of God that we're called to be and to step out of our comfort. And through this message, I talked about the life of Peter, how Peter walked on water, but then he took his eyes off of Jesus and took his eyes onto the storm, and he began to sink, and you guys know that story, I'm sure. And we have to stay focused on the eyes of Jesus Christ. We have to abide in Jesus. We have to spend time with our creator. And when we do that, those storms and those trials in our life begin to be nothing. It begins to seem pointless. And I can look back in my life and see so many times when I had a storm in my life and I was consumed and I had nothing, I had no way out. I had nothing to do, nothing to say, no answer. I was hopeless. And I turned my eyes to Jesus Christ and every single time he made a way, every single time he calmed the storm. And I'm not saying my life is perfect. And I'm not saying that when we put our eyes on Jesus that everything will work out. It doesn't always work out. But I'm telling you, once I did that, I had a peace that passed all understanding. Once I took my eyes off of my problem and put my eyes on my Savior, I began to have a different feeling, that that anxiety, those worries, that desperation began to leave. 
Because Jesus' perfect love casts out all fear. That's a verse in the Bible that says that. It's incredible who Jesus is in his name and in the power of Jesus Christ's name. It's just incredible. It's incredible. And I want to give you guys an opportunity right now. If you are not a part of the family of faith and family fellowship, if you are not getting a notification when we're posting new episodes, join that. Join, subscribe to our podcast. Join the family. We have posted over a hundred episodes now. It's been an incredible, incredible journey so far. Like I said on episode 100, Pastor Chris Busher and I got together and had a conversation. Listen to that podcast. It explains again why we have this show, why we invite our guests on here, and what God is doing and just sharing testimonies. And so, guys, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. If you are a person who has a story, if you are an expert in your field and you want to share your testimony, if you want to promote your book or an app or music or whatever, if you want to glorify the Lord, contact us. Send us a message on Faith and Family Fellowship. Send us a message on our email, our Facebook pages. Check us out. And guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Before I get Valerie on the phone, I'm going to pray quickly and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity today. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for our listeners today. Thank you for Valerie's life. Lord, I just pray that you come and you go before us and you speak through Valerie's words. God, I pray that we leave differently than when we came in. And I just pray for every single listener that's listening right now, if they have fear in their life, whatever it is, God, we surrender it to you. And I pray that we can be filled up by this conversation with Valerie today. We love you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. His quest for power, fame, and wealth are no different than a long list of people who have already failed throughout history. However, no one has possessed the intellect, ingenuity, and support structure that he has obtained. Nothing seems impossible for him to achieve. As the world is faced with unparalleled problems and changes, everyone is looking for a hero. Tyre Ahaban tends to be a new kind of hero. Find this and more in Michael V. Gordon's newest book, Ascension, available on Amazon. A few years ago, a young reader sat down in a coffee shop and began, well, writing. R.R. Noel's poem took social media by storm. Using a typewriter, Noelle writes a poem each day for her readers, supporters, and fellow writers. Since 2016, R.R. Noelle's work has been featured in numerous publications, including the HuffPost, BuzzFeed, 5280 Magazine, and she's published in three full-length poetry collections. To order her newest addition to the collection, At War With Stars, a book through self-discovery and seeking unanswered questions, visit R.R. N-O-A-L-L dot com. Valerie, it's so great to have you here today. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Good. And where are you calling from today, Valerie? Um, I live in Meridian, Idaho, and that's a, a suburb of Boise, Idaho. I don't know very much about Boise, Idaho. Can you tell me something interesting about Boise? Well, it has a wonderful climate. There's a lot of Christians here, so it's a wonderful place to live. And it's just um, warm in the summer, mm-hmm. cool in the winter. There's mountains around that people ski mm-hmm. on, but we don't get a lot of snow here. So it's it's really a wonderful place to live. And right now, do you have snow on the ground? We do. Uh, snow okay. came through the United States, and we got about six inches. 
Wow. My family's from the the Midwest. And so in Missouri, I think it was the coldest in the whole world a few days ago. Like so cold there, like negative 18, negative 20 degrees. I don't even know how that's possible, but that's what it was. It's crazy. So Idaho. All right, great. Well, Valerie, thank you for being here today. And we're going to talk about your book sequel, The Unwelcome Stranger and the Road to Ravenna. Ravenna. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before we talk about that a little bit, can I have you share some of your personal Christian testimony with our listeners today, just so we can get to know you a little bit more? Well, Dallas, I grew up in a denominational church. We didn't read the Bible. Uh, We got a little sermon in church, but um, we didn't read the Bible at home. We weren't really taught to read the Bible. And so I heard about Jesus, but I never heard about having a personal relationship with him. So um, I went to church every Sunday, and we prayed our prayers at night. And then when I was a senior in high school, I was in an English class, and um, they read a poem about the second coming, which I had never heard heard of. Hmm. And so I was um, 17. I went upstairs to the school library, and I, I looked at a Bible. I checked out a Bible, and I looked in the book of Revelation, um, and all of a sudden, I just felt like the Lord opened my eyes. I started reading. And I just started reading about the seven hills, and and I knew all of a sudden that that was Rome. And so I um, didn't really think that I had been being taught the whole truth in the church I was going to. I'm not criticizing the church. I just didn't think I was getting the truth. So that kind of set me on a journey. It was the late 60s and the early 70s. So it was kind of a a time of um, lots of um, culture change in the United States. And I went to a very liberal college and I um, took a course course on Eastern religions and um, had a lot of people around me who were into Eastern religions, but I didn't, uh, it didn't appeal to me. So Hmm. then I went uh, and lived in Milan. My mother was from Milan, Italy, and I went and lived there with some of her family and went to school and visited a lot of churches, still kind of looking for the Lord, um, not really knowing, you know, what or or when I would find him. But I did, in a few places, I felt his presence. I felt his presence in a church in Ravenna. I felt his presence in um, Rome at the Mamertine prison where Paul had been and when I was in the catacombs. And um, I didn't know him personally, but I felt the presence of God. And so I continued to look for him, um, but I didn't really know where to find the Lord. I came home and I was kind of a flower child and I moved in with a man and eventually married him. And it was a very um, abusive relationship. And I still um, didn't know the Lord then. And I, I left him at one point and went to Tucson, Arizona, and kept driving by a little church. And uh, I always loved uh, architecture, and I loved the way the little church looked. And and so um, during that time in Tucson, looking back, I can see that the Lord was convicting me of my sins, the life I had lived. And so when I went to the church and I heard the gospel for the, not the first time, but maybe the first time when I was really listening and wanting a change in my life, I uh, responded to the gospel, 
I repented of my sins, and the Lord came into my life and made me a new person, and I became a Christian. I was 24 at the time. Amen. Amen. Good. And and moving forward from 24, how did your life look differently? Well, you know, everything changed about my life at that point. It Initially, things kind of changed on the outside. I Within a week or two, um, the Lord said to me, you can't really witness with a cigarette in one hand and a beer in the other. Mm. And so within two weeks, the Lord took away the smoking and the drinking, and I dressed, began to dress more modestly. I was uh, an office manager in Tucson at the time working for a corporation. And so on the outside, uh, I looked different, but that but that was just the outside. The Lord knew he had a lot of work to do. And so he began to change my attitudes. And um, I began to, I got a Bible. And for years, I, of course, never read the Bible. And I, and I said to the Lord, I will, I will spend time in your word every day of my life. And since that time, I have. Maybe I could only read a scripture or two uh, during the day, maybe because I have little children or something at home. But Every day since then, I have tried to at least read a tiny bit of the Bible, and I kept reading God's Word and reading through the Bible, and He just began to change my life and my attitudes and the way I was living, and so everything really changed about my life. I want to stop there for a second. So for our listeners, you're telling me that God was concerned with your soul before changing your ways. So for example... I think so many people are concerned with, I need to fix myself and then go to Jesus. In your case, yeah. Jesus fi- Jesus wanted your heart first and then work on the the problems, right? Yes. He he draws you to himself. And then, then when he gets you, then he says, okay, I'll clean you up. So come we on. can come to Jesus just the way we are. And he will clean us up on the inside and on the outside. Thank you for saying that because I think so many people believe that lie of, oh, I need to fix myself first. I need to be clean and then go to church. I need to be clean and then talk to Jesus. No, he does the cleaning. He's the one. Yes. So thank you for mentioning that. All right. And you were saying a little bit after that, or was that your finishing point? Um, I don't remember what my finishing point was. I know that I have spent time in the word and between the word and the spirit, he has changed my life. Wonderful. Wonderful, Valerie. And so talking a little bit more about your book, we'll get into that a little more, but just what inspired you to write this book? Well, I'll tell you what, Dallas, I had written a Bible study on Psalm 1, and I never, ever thought I was going to read, to write anything, any fiction. You know, up to that point, I'd only written nonfiction, and I had just finished a, a, a Bible study uh, that I had written. And I wasn't planning on writing anything for a while. And I woke up a few days later after I finished the Bible study, and there was just one sentence in my brain. And that was the opening sentence of the first book. And it's kind of a strange sentence. The the sentence was, the air was fetid in the room. And I said, you know, to the Lord, what is this? I didn't know. So I sat down. And um, I said, I have to see where this is going. So I sat down and I began to write and the the story just kind of came out a little bit at a time. At the time I was working and I would write on Thursday mornings 
I took Thursday mornings off from work so that I could write. And, and this, the Lord gave me the story a little bit at a time. Wow. And so this is the first book of the sequel, The Unwelcome Stranger, first. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And the second yes. part is The Road to Ravana. Yes. And so the inspiration with this book, taking off the thir- those Thursday mornings and writing a little bit at a time, what did you learn through this process? What I learned is that when God is leading the way, that everything seems to work out. Um, as I began to write the book, as uh, as the story began to come out, of course, I knew that I had to place it in a setting. Uh, and so I started praying about where to place it, um, what time period, what century, and all of that. And as I began to write the story, and uh, the Lord just seemed to work out every detail. As I would study it and I would research it, it just would come together more and more and more. And so I think when God's in the mix, the cake turns out well. Hmm. Yeah. And you say research. What kind of research went into writing these books? I did a lot of research, Dallas. I had lived in Italy, but it had been years before. And so I had been in some of those cities, but then they were modern cities. And so I had to, I don't know how many books I bought. I and read. I I got books on the cities and, um, you know, what was going on at the time at the beginning of the fourth century. Um, I, I got books on Constantine because I wrote about the time when Constantine became an emperor, when the Edict of, of Milan was signed, and when Christianity became legal empire. And so I learned all about that. And in the books, then I share what was going on at the time in the background, how at the beginning, it was not legal to be a Christian. And Christians had just gone through persecution about 10 years, their very last persecution under the, in the Roman Empire. And then Constantine came and he came into power and how he changed everything for Christianity. So I learned all about that, and I learned about Roman life back then. I learned about what they ate. I just learned the history. It was it was quite the process. That's amazing. It sounds like you did your homework on this, really. You didn't just pick a time like today and, and write those things. Well, that's amazing. Well, I believe that, that the Lord was, was leading. It was, it was kind of interesting, Dallas. I had la- named uh, one of the characters. Lucius Marius, and I, and the initial setting was in Ravenna, where the book starts out. And I found out eventually through some of my research that um, there was a general named General Marius, a very famous general in Rome. And there was a statue of him in, at that time, in the forum in Ravenna. And I said to the Lord, only you could put that together. Only you could do that, Lord, so that it all fit together before I even knew it fit together. Isn't it cool how that stuff happens? Yes. He is. God is amazing. So this book sounds really, really intriguing and interesting. And is there a way that this can also enhance my spiritual life or my life with the Lord as I read? Well, I think I think what you will find out, you will see the characters and how they respond to the different, uh, they're Christians. The main characters are Christians. Two of them, uh, three of the main characters are Christians. 
and then there is a, a character that is not a Christian, and and you will see how they respond to what was going on at the time, and how they respond to the events that happened in their lives, and how God brought them through that and and worked out their lives for them. And you will also, as a Christian, you will learn about the history of your Christianity and what was going on and why in the Western world uh, Christianity became a legal religion and why it had uh, began to have so much influence politically, where before it was a religion, but it was not accepted, you know, until then. And then when Constantine became the emperor, his mother was a Christian, and all of a sudden he started having bishops in his court advising him. And so the world changed at that time. Sounds really, really interesting. Can you just give us a little bit more information about the book? Anything else you want to share with our listeners? Maybe your favorite chapter or well, something for us to look for? Well, it's a it's a story about uh, a young Christian widow. Her husband passed away. And it just happened that this legate was driving by their property and was injured and someone had to pay for his injury. And so she was taken into his home and he wasn't there initially. He had to go on to Rome. And it's a story about how her family helps and they escape from his home. And then both stories are about how he comes after them. He sends a spy after them that they actually take into their home who who betrays them to him. But also then that spy goes through his own particular journey to Christ. And so the gospel is in both books, and they all work through the difficulty that's going on in their life with the help of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so you said both of these books are published now, right now. You can buy both. Yes, they're both available on Amazon or at Lighthouse Christian Publishing. Okay, and so that that is the publisher, right? Lighthouse Christian Publishing. Yes. Very, very cool. Okay. And when? how long did it take you to write these books? I'm just curious about that because it sounds like a lot of research. I did do a lot of research. I'd say they both took about a year, and then I would, and then I waited. I, um, my husband and I, before we, before we sent the first book in for publication, we went back to Italy. And I visited my family, and we went to Milan and visited because Constantine had had his capital at Milan for a while. And we went back to Ravenna to check out the the landscape. We went back to Rome, and so um, it took it didn't take that long to write them. Let's say maybe a year each with with the research. But I waited a little bit longer till I was sure that things were right before I sent them in for publication. And I can appreciate that when you, you really double check those things and definitely when you're doing it historically, that's really important as well to keep everything accurate. Yes. And do you have a favorite chapter or your favorite part of the book without giving too much away for our listeners, but what's your favorite part of these books? My favorite part of the books is I like intrigue the best. And my favorite part of the books is how the spy reacts to being with the Christians and how their behavior affects him and how the Lord begins to work in his life. Okay. 
And my last question for you tonight, Valerie, if you could give us one reason for anyone listening to right to our podcast right now to read your book, why should they buy it? Why should they they get your book on Amazon? I would say because it's first of all, it's an enjoyable read. It's easy to read, and I've put the history in there in back in the background in bite-sized pieces that they're able to digest. And so they'll enjoy the book. They're um, Christian historical fiction, but there's a romance in, in the book between the main character and, um, and her brother-in-law. Her, her, her husband has died. And uh, they're real easy to read, but there's also a lot in them, a lot of history. And so you learn a lot without even knowing you're learning a lot. It's just part of the story. Well, there you go, guys. Check out this book, The Unwelcome Stranger and the Road to Ravenna, online on Amazon and Lighthouse Christian Publishing. Valerie, thank you so much for being here today. Anything else you want to share with our listeners? No, it's just been a real pleasure, and I really appreciate the fact to get to spend this time with you, Dallas. Definitely. And if I can have you in the podcast with a prayer, Valerie, I would really appreciate it. Okay. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for this time together. Uh, I just ask that you would bless Dallas and the ministry and that you would be with them, protect them in a special way, fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Just encourage them, build their hearts up, strengthen them and protect them as they serve you. And Lord, we just want to give you the thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.